Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. It's Friday. I always think of Fat Albert with that, Tracy. Always. Hey, hey, hey. That's what I think of every time. Can you do that again? Hey, hey, hey. It's Friday. Isn't that what Fat, Fat Albert said that, right? I could swear to the Lord above. If you're watching, confirm, please. But I'm pretty sure. I do a good Fat Albert. Well, I am putting on some pounds, so I'm pretty dang close. Um, and I don't know what that is. That's the, uh, that's, oh, that's Tracy's that's laptop. It's live, people. Live. But it's Friday. Thank you, Jesus. I love my job here at the church. I don't actually don't get a day off, really. Tomorrow I'm taking tomorrow off, 100%. But, um, yeah, I love this job so much. Most of us that work for the church, we never take a day off. We pretty much work seven days a week. Because even Sunday, we're working. But we love it mean we work for Jesus we love it so um but for all of you guys who are not working for Jesus currently right now I am sure you're saying TGIF I'm glad I'm sure you're very thankful for your job but you cannot wait for 4 430 5 530 or 6 to come so you can be out of there so thank you for watching I don't know what you're doing you could be watching me while you're at work right now but thank you for tuning in and if you're not watching live Thank you for whatever, however you, how do they watch it if they're not watching live? Or the replay. All that replay, but that's on all of our, they download it? They could if they want to on the podcast. They can download it on Apple, Spotify, or Spotify, Apple Play, um, but they can go back to Black Robe. They can watch the replay there. They can go on Facebook, rewatch okay. it there. Okay, so Tracy, I don't remember, but Tracy, where are people watching from all over? Because I want to say thank you very much. And then I wish I would have gotten you a picture of this because I was talking to Bia about this yesterday. Um, I told Bia that some somebody's watching us from Egypt. Yes. And I want to invite myself to come and do a conference in your area. Um, and Bia said she'll come and do the conference with me. So get ready for Egypt, Tracy. But here's the thing. I mean, unless I'm invited, I'm not coming. I'm inviting myself, but I have to be officially invited. But she picked, took a picture of, she had one of her girls that's on her media team take my picture from uh, when we were at NPA. Yeah. Uh, me sitting on a chair, I don't know. She literally has me, the girl, the media girl. I don't know what she thinks my tushy's made out of, but she has me sitting on the tip of the pyramid. <laughs> I'm like, that's the worst enema I could ever think of in my whole entire <laughs> Literally. life. Literally. The tip of the uh, pyramid. I said to her, Bia, no. ouch. Yeah. That's not the chair I want to be sitting on. No. But I said, I'll do it. I will do my podcast at a top of a pyramid. You get me there, I'm doing it on the top. I'll go with you. Thank you. Ride or die, as Ride you or always die. say. Ride, Ride or, or die. die. Do you want to know some of the places? Yeah. Okay. Please, please, please. I didn't know you were ready. I'm ready. Belgium, uh, Brussels, France. Wow. A lot of United States. Uh, Canada. <gasps> We've got Australia. Oh. Egypt. South Africa. Jamaica. Jamaica, man. Ger Germany. And Liverpool, United Kingdom. <gasps> I love it. So. I don't know who you guys are that are watching, but God bless you, and I love you from the bottom of my heart. And I'm not just saying that to say that. And I ain't being funny. I love you from the bottom of my heart. That's amazing. And that's just the podcast, the audio. I don't know. We haven't got analytics for all the other stuff yet. But that's just uh, Our Spotify. numbers have been killing it. Yeah. Like we're like, okay, so 
uh, not that you guys really care, but numbers are pretty dang good because that's how we end up staying around. But, well, I guess not really because we're not ratings driven. Like my ratings don't matter. If I go down to zero people watching, I'm still doing this. <laughs> it's not like if I was on TV, if I fail, then they kick you off. Like, okay, this, you're, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it. But, um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, so the last podcast, which everybody can't see what's on all the platforms, but we've been doing this since January, like 20th, right? We're just going into our fourth week or our February, March, April, May, fourth month. And last, right, right, yeah, right. Right at the end. Fourth so month, February, right March. at the end of the fourth yeah. month, going yeah. into the, yeah. we had, which we've been progressively increasing in numbers on Friday, the average number was 40 people watching live. Yep. That's, that people, like seriously, that is huge. Mm -hmm. I love you people. Yeah. Now Fridays. You don't tune in as well as you do on on Wednesdays. True. That's okay. That's all right. I don't know. I might find something better to do on a on a Friday myself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've got twenty three watching right now, and it's only been five minutes. So twenty three ain't bad either. Come on, people. Yeah. Share, share, share. Tell your friends and your family. That's what Tom says. Yep. Share, share, share. I don't really. I mean, I do care if you share, but don't worry about it right now. All right, so here we go. We're going to go into the first question now. The first question. I know the person that wrote this question very well. So when I answer this question, people, it you may sit there and say, that's for me or whatever. Or you may say, "Not what, what I'm going to say, to you, say is, I'm going to specifically speak directly first to the person that wrote this question because I know them inside and out. Then I'll answer the question more broadly for the people who this may seem like it could be them, but it does. This scenario is not the same. So it says, how does someone know what they're called to do in this life, especially when you're older? Do you have to hear from God or do you know by what doors are open? And what I'm going to say to you is if I don't know if this person's does this person watch um live or do they watch the recording they do both okay so you might not be watching live right now because if you were watching live right now you might beeline straight to this place and beat me to oblivion but it but if you're watching later i won't be here so you'll have a hard time finding me okay now i'm going to tell you this because i've told you this already i don't know how many times and i'm going to say this as nicely as i can and this is the last time i'm going to answer this question for you and this is the last time i'm going to tell you this so listen closely don't even ask this per anybody else this question ever again i love you enough to be harsh with you knock it off seriously i'm going to tell you that you are you're making this way more difficult than really it needs to be you're in your head far too much and you're not being patient. The word is very clear in Psalms. Be still and know that I am God. Okay. You want things like that. You just now started doing the things to get you to the place of being even available in ministry. Okay. Up to this point, before you even um, came to real teaching, 
you are not like you are right now. So to feel like you should be out doing ministry right now is crazy. You're not ready for it. You will be, but it's not going to be in your timing. It's going to be in his time because he knows what's best with you, best for you. You have got to learn to be stable in all of your emotions, all of your feelings. Every part of you has to learn. It's very clear that a man is to be stable in all his ways. That's what the Bible says. You cannot be um, like the wave tossed to and fro. Okay, because the Bible in Timothy, it says, expect that man to receive nothing. That's a faith stand. But that's also you have to like you cannot when one thing happens, fall apart and and wonder if this means something. Okay, you have to know when something happens, you're going to stand. You're not going to be moved that you know that you know that this is what God's told you to do. And until you get to that place with a lot of your emotions and your feelings, you are going to be a mess when you finally do walk into ministry because then you're going to question everything. You have to know. And some things are not going to be audible, okay? They're they're going to be things that you just sense in your spirit and you have to walk them out and trust that you are not missing it because you just trust in that that spirit-filled knowing knower. I don't know how to explain God does not come to me in an audible voice. He literally says, in my spirit, I'll feel a peace or I'll feel a, a, a an uneasiness. And based on that is how I make decisions sometimes. When things go awry, I have to say, no, no. I felt a peace about this. So I'm not going to question it. Holy Spirit, I'm going to walk it out and I'm going to know that I know you. Now, most all of the time, it works out. It, it does work out. Every now and then, though, you're going to miss it. And that's where you're just going to have to know that the Holy Spirit is going to pick up the pieces for you. He knew your heart behind which you did it and trusted in him working it out for you. That's the way it's going to be. But I'm just telling you, you are everybody is called to ministry to a certain extent. To what degree they determined it, I, believe, I truly believe it. Not everybody's called to have a mic in their hand, okay? But to what lengths you can go in ministry, like I don't always have a mic in my hand. And up until recently, I've never had a mic in my hand. My mom told me when I was 30, I don't know. I wish I could ask her. I might have been 28. Might have been between 28 and 32. My mom said, the Lord has shared with me, you will go and you will speak, but you will not just speak to like a, a group, a small group of people. You will speak to a large group of women. And she specifically said a large group of women. Okay, so if that was between 28 and 32, I will be 56 next week. It just happened for the very first time this year where I was invited to a place that I went and spoke. And then if you add in our conference that we did in August, it just ha- of last year, then you could add that into it. But on the whole, that's 30 years. People have got to learn to be patient. People want everything like this. You have to be patient to wait on the Lord. He knows when it is best for you and what is best for you. But you also determine it. You determine it based on how you respond to things that come your way. If you fall apart, if you pout, if you moan, if you groan, if you complain, or if your highs are high and your lows are low, you're not ready. 
because ministry will eat you up and spit you out. Now, I'm, I have three people in this room. Am I wrong about that? Okay. V, am I right or wrong? You are in ministry. Yeah, you are a pastor's wife. Chewed up and spit out, correct? But if you are mentally not ready, it will, it will tear you. And you have to know that the Holy Spirit is protecting you right now. You want something so bad, and it is beautiful that you want that. And that you, I mean, listen, I know. I know your heart. You would pretty much give up everything. You're the, one of the biggest givers I know. Like, you're one of the biggest people I personally know out of lots of ministers and people in and out of ministry. Uh, your heart is one of the biggest hearts and you're one of the biggest givers I've probably ever met in my life. But in this one area, you are destroying yourself because you want it now. And that's not how it works. And until you really know the word better, until you really know the voice of the Holy Spirit better, until you become more stable in all of your ways, it's not going to happen for you. And you can either quit kicking against the goads of what I'm telling you to do, or you can say, if Lord, it takes five years before I enter into ministry, these five years I give you and I'm going to sell out 100%. Whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to do. And whatever you don't tell me to do, I'm not going to do. And if that means I do absolutely nothing, then I'm going to do nothing in these five years except be in the word, be in prayer, being be in fellowship, and be in worship. I'm giving you all of that for five years. I'm not saying it's going to take you that, but you determine how long it's going to take you. Now, there are people that don't have a issue with ups and downs or but or or um but you don't read your word at all and this person does they're in the word they listen to teachings a lot but that's just been recent that they've really dug in very deeply um and more profoundly um but people want to do things for god they do nothing spiritually to make that happen for them and you said, but how can, how can you do anything? You're speaking on behalf of the Holy Spirit. You're representing the Lord Jesus Christ. How can you do anything if you don't know him? The only way to know him is through his word. It's through time of prayer and talking and conversation and friendship and fellowship with the Lord. You can do nothing if you have, if you don't do that. People just want like, um, I don't know what it is. Partly, I think it's pride. I think part of the reason why, and the person that I'm first talking about, the first that asked this question, I don't necessarily believe in any way it's pride for them that they want to do something for the Lord. But in a lot of cases, people have a thing of they want to be seen. They feel like they have something to say that needs to be heard. And, um, but you don't even know, you don't even have a real understanding of who Jesus is. You have absolutely no understanding who the Holy Spirit is because you're not filled with this. You're not filled with the gifts. You don't believe in them and you don't walk them out. So and that's who's going to be speaking through you is the Holy Spirit. Um, Doors will open for you when you're ready, but doors will also open for you when you're not ready. So be sure that when you before you walk through them, you don't it's not where you're supposed to go and you don't fall on your face because you will. Absolutely, 100%. Do not step out before it's time. Because it could be a very humbling experience. It could be very costly. 
and um, it's not good. It's it's not healthy to move quicker in ministry. In fact, it says in the word that to not let a novice be put in a place of leadership because it will be their undoing. People literally walk away from God when they're put in positions of power before their time and they will walk away from 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 the Lord. Have you guys I've known lots of people, other people in this room are shaking their heads. It's true. Be in ministering long enough. You'll see it. I am very, very careful when I put people in places of leadership before their time, it's it's their time only out of love for them because I don't want to see them destroyed and walk away. People will think that you're holding them back from from ministry and, it, and you're not letting them do what they feel like they're called to do. It's not that. It's you're protecting them from themselves and they don't even know it. You know, like I'm thinking of a person in this room very young girl she's going to do ministry and she's going to um the first thing she's going to do on her own is is youth ministry i already know it in my spirit i will not allow her to do it just yet because she is not ready she will be um but i don't let her do it specifically out of protection for her because she's not ready she's a novice but when she is watch out because she's going to take the world by storm she knows this i've been very frank and very honest with her but you need to also know that you don't want to step out before God's timing because you'll fall on your face. It will not be a pleasant experience. And uh, be willing to do the hard part. I, I said this in, in Pittsburgh. It says that Jesus grew in stature and in wisdom. If he was the son of man and he didn't start ministry until he was 30 years old and he was in the temple, his parents left him at 12 while he was in the temple listening um to all these theologians and everything and also and also sharing his wisdom if he himself was able to do that at 12 and it took him till 30 to actually walk out ministry then who do we think we are thinking that if we've only put in a good two to three maybe four years of actually being in the word studying the word understanding the word um that we should be going out there and you know doing more than we're capable of doing. Does that make sense to you guys? Yes. I mean, if Jesus himself, right? but you think that you can go out and do better than him, yeah. and you've done nothing to the same degree as him, yeah. I, I just don't get it. Yeah. That's it. But hopefully I've been offended anyone or destroyed dreams. I don't, I'm not, I don't try and be a dream crusher. No, I just try and be a person of reality. And you determine how fast you get out there. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm going to tell you. Mm -hmm. But again, I didn't speak in, before a group. I mean, how many women were at Adalis's thing? Magalis and Adalis conference? 300? I think 350 or 350? something, was it? Okay. 350. My morning so. wasn't 350. I did morning session. Yeah. It was probably about 250, right? Probably, yeah. Because yeah. there was some, yeah. the back spot. It was yeah. a good sized group, it was, though. It was. It was 250 people. I didn't do that for 30 years later. Yeah. And that was prophesied over me. I didn't sit there and go, um, when's it going to happen, Lord? Mm. I was told this two years ago. When's this going to happen, Lord? I was told this 10 years ago. No, I waited it out until God prepared me. Mm -hmm. I shut my mouth and I knew his plan and I waited until he says it's go time. And until then, you just do be about his business, be about kingdom business. Uh, I'm just, I'm not being funny when I say this. 
if you want to do ministry and you want to do it well, get in there. And this first person that that asked the, the person that asked this question legitimately does this. So I'm t- speaking to other people, not to this person specifically. If you want to do ministry, do what nobody else wants to do. Mm-hmm. Go where nobody else wants to go. And I'm just telling you, I still clean toilets in this place. I clean them for a reason. Um, and I don't clean. I mean, some there are there is somebody who actually does on a regular basis do it now. But it's not above me. I just did it two weeks ago because mm-hmm. the person that was cleaning them was on vacation. So guess who did it? No one's above anything. You do what you, you do. We operate as a team. We operate as a unit. We operate as the body. And the body, there's hands, feet, whatever, right. arms, legs. Everybody has a part to play. You should be willing to do every single part there is so that the body functions completely and nothing's above you um, to do. And if you really want to do, God looks at the heart of the individual. Show him your heart. Show him how far you're willing to go and how low you're willing to serve in order to get to the place that you want to be at. And that will radically change things. My husband mowed the yard for the church. He was the pastor. He mowed the yard. I don't know for how long. Because the person that said, I'll mow the yard never showed up guess what they're doing for ministry goose egg because you can't keep your word you have no follow-through and i guess mowing was beneath you so that's that's the way it goes Mm -hmm. god looks at all that people don't think he does but he who is faithful with a little will be faithful with much Mm -hmm. next question do you believe people have love Do you people have do you believe people have love languages? If so, what's your love language? Okay, I'm gonna be honest with you, I had no idea what a love language was. I should have known what a love language is because my husband made me read the book <laughs> something like Five Love Languages or something like that. Do you know what I'm talking about? Isn't that called then that book called The Five Love Languages or something like that? Yes. Yeah, he made me read that before we got married. That's funny. Yeah. Again, he's the girl in the relationship. I was, I was reading this book and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, what is, he loved it. He absolutely loved that book. Mm-hmm. It's one of his yeah. favorites. Um, but I didn't know what they were. And I, I pulled up a graph and, and, and Tracy's going to sh- pull it up and show it to you. It says how to speak your partner's love language. I have not looked at these at all. So when we're looking at them, when you're looking at them, I'm going to be looking at them with you at the same time because I have no idea which one's me. Let's all figure out which one we are together. Oh, okay. How fun is that? That is fun. How much time do we have? Oh, it's 323. We're going to take some time, people. Okay. Um, let's see. Which love language? There's words of affirmation, physical touch, Oh, thank you for doing that on the left. You're welcome. That's what I'm here for. (laughs) (laughs) That is what you're here for. Words of affirmation. So I have my girlfriend, another girlfriend in this room today. And hey, is Sarah watching? Look and see if Sarah's watching. Okay. She didn't message. Or she hasn't, uh, she has not commented yet. Okay. If Sarah's watching... If Sarah's watching, tell her I am. I, I want her here on Tuesday to come and just sit in okay. and hang out with me on when? Tuesday. 
Next Tuesday. No, not Tuesday. I don't okay. do it on Tuesday. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't know what hey, to do. Yeah. Sarah, yeah. you can come on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Sarah, <laughs> you can be here on Wednesday. Okay. <laughs> Logan might be in here on Wednesday then. Okay, so right now I have... I have a, I, like, I didn't even know you were going to be here, but I have my friend Vanessa, my one of our partners in crime. Yep. I'm going to tell you this right now, people. We have no clicks in this church. None. They're not allowed. They're not permitted. We do not do it at all. Now, there are some people that you're just, you know, you know like in life, you just click really good with. Not that it's a click, but you're like, but I've known Vanessa now. How many years, Vanessa? Ten. Ten years. Time has a way of penetrating the heart. I didn't really like Vanessa when I first met her. But she's penetrated my heart. No, I I loved Vanessa from the very beginning. Actually, Vanessa started coming to, uh, hey, Vanessa, come over here really quick. You look cute so people can see your face. Face without a name. Come here, girl, so people can see you. Okay, so Vanessa came here. There's a mirror. When I, she's doing her hair really quick. When I, this is Vanessa. Hi. Hey, that's. Uh huh. I told you, this is the third Puerto. That this is the Puerto Rican triplet, because her and Magalas and Nadalas, when they are all together, that's right. They chatted up. That's right. She's the she's the third Puerto Rican. She's the triplet. <laughs> she is. So uh, I so listen. When I met Vanessa, I was it was a really hard time in ministry for me and Tom. And her and her husband came in just in the nick of time. I have a great giving story about her husband, which I'll tell you. Okay. later but okay so Vanessa you're gonna tell us your love language Talia has no love language and my daughter is working right now out in the sanctuary so she has no love language either I'm not allowing either one of them to, they don't have you don't have boyfriends you're not allowed to have love languages you have none I've I've decreed <laughs> all right I'll let you have one I don't stick to my rules very long okay so words of affirmation which is an encourage affirm a appreciate and listen actively you send an unexpected note text or card oh god that's definitely not me but my name means encourager i don't know this one's not me i don't think not recognizing or appreciating effort things to avoid so a words of affirmation love language so if you are a person that affirms somebody correct Mm -hmm. And this is how you do it through you communicate through encouragement, affirmation, appreciation, and listen actively. I mean, I have the ability to do that, but I don't know if that's me. Take actions to take. You send an unexpected note, text, or card. Yeah, that ain't me. Not right. Uh, things to avoid: not recognizing or appreciating effort. So, hope do you experience love that way? Like, yeah. If- can you butt in? Yeah, you can butt in. You can talk over Tracy. She's the one with the mic, but go ahead. No, this is you are that person. That's the reason why you're not allowed to have a love language, Talia, because you don't know what it is. That's not you. That's if you do these things. So if you give words of affirmation, that your love language being words of affirmation. What? That's not how it works? How I love? Yes. How you receive love? Do you require? See, people, I don't know. See, this is why this book never worked for me with Tom. (laughs) This is why I hated all the books that he gave me. Well, because I hate, I hate love. You don't hate love. 
You love love. I love love. See? But, but I hate these books. But, but the graphic you have says how to speak your partner's love language. So this is like a way to do it. But, but really, a love language is how you receive love. How I want it? Yeah. Do you receive love do by getting Do I receive words of affirmation? Is that my love by language? Getting, if I gave you an unexpected note or text or card, would you be like, oh, she loves me. Like that shows. I really feel like Jolene needs to like dye my hair blonde back again. Okay. I'm such a blonde. That's okay. Well, the graphic kind of is telling you what to do. It's not necessarily. Do, are there other people that did not understand this? I bet you I'm the only one that did not understand this. Um, I kid you not. I'm all confused. Okay. So this graph is actually very good. I'm glad I put it up here. There's a quiz you can take. Yeah. yeah. There's a quiz. And I think somebody said they did take the quiz. Oh, they did. Yeah, what I, was theirs? I have the test. We can figure out your love language. Laugh out loud. That's Susan. Oh, Susan. Oh, that's Susan. my friend, Susan yep. D. Susan yep. D. Yep. <gasps> yeah. I, you know what? She would have it because that's, she's, she's that kind of person, but she does that married group. Yep. Like she's, she helps people. Yeah. yeah. Galena I don't know, saying, Susan, I don't know if they get divorced after you're done with them, but oh I know you God. give it a good college try. <laughs> they would be divorced after I'm done with them. <laughs> She's probably got a far better stat than me. Okay. But that would be interesting. I probably had to take it because Tom probably made me take it, yeah. but I just don't remember what it is. If I had to guess, your love language would be acts of service. And Galena agrees. She says acts of service. So when somebody is hers, does something is hers you, acts she, of service? She was guessing yours. Oh, she's guessing mine. Yeah. yeah. Galena. Galena's a very much like me, though, in some ways. She's very, okay. she's a little bit like me. I'm not, I'm not, I like, I'm not a big physical touch. Who's, who in here is physical touch? Nonverbal use of body language and touch to show love. I mean, I do love holding hands, but I don't require it. Typically guys um, have a very high number for physical touch on My their husband pets. does not. Hugs, kisses, cuddling. No, he doesn't want to do any of those. Okay, but what about more than that when you're married? Of course he wants more okay, than that. Okay, so that's, that's why but, guys. But, but listen. Let's just face it. What guy doesn't want more than that? As every guy would be physical touch. They pretty much are. No, I'm telling you, the man does not want to kittle, cuddle. Kittle. <laughs> <laughs> he does not want to cuddle. Hugs and kisses, but yeah, but, that, but that's in private. But no cuddling <laughs> whatsoever because he gets hot. Okay, this, this graphic. He does this, not like to be hot. I, I'm going to remove the graphic. And I have to go like this to kiss him. No, 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 don't remove the graphic. I, won't, I, won't, I, won't. <laughs> I need this thing. It's my lifeline. It's making it confusing. <laughs> is is Jer's physical Number touch? One is physical touch, but then words of affirmation is very. See, I would see he's totally words of affirmation. He is. It's high. It, so is physical touch. You can be more than this. Yes. You can be more than one. Yes. Yeah. Usually. So That's what, not fair because I mean, you're having to like literally do a lot. You have to love a lot. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I don't think I have it in me. Tom's low, so low maintenance. <laughs> I don't think I have it in me, people. You probably don't. I don't. I didn't have enough for two more than two kids either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I did that. I did that. What is that thing that um, what that 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 movie that where the guy was a fireman and the he almost had an affair? Fireproof. Listen, mm -hmm. I did that fireproof book, but mm -hmm. it wasn't fireproof, was it? It's called something else. When I did that book. The love, no, was it love challenge? Trace is looking up. Well, I'm going to tell you people is that I did that book. And when I was doing that book, because you have to do like these things every day or every week or whatever, I didn't do it for Tom. Because he's, he's so easy to love. I, I'm not joking with you. Yeah. He is the, probably the most lowest maintenance. He is so 
funny to me. He's such an easy person. I had to do it for my kids. I had to do all those actions that you had to do. I had to do towards my kids because I wanted to kill him. <laughs> Tom, no, he didn't get it. I mean, my kids, what's the name of it? Fireproof Your Marriage Couples Kit is what is on. Fireproof Your Marriage. The Love Dare. Love. Oh. There you go. Love Dare. God bless you, Vanessa. It was Love Dare. That was it. I was daring to love my children. I was homeschooling at the time, so I I put that up there on the thing. I I was homeschooling. Anybody who's been a homeschooling mama knows the plight that you're, you're in. Um, so receiving gifts, thoughtfulness, make your spouse a priority, give thoughtful gifts and gestures, express gratitude when receiving gifts, unenthusiastic gift receiving, forgetting special occasions. Is anybody in this room a receiving gifts person or watching? So if your words of affirmation, tell us if you're a physical touch person, and I bet you you're right. Polly, all the guys are like me, mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. If my husband wasn't, didn't get so hot, I would tell you, not hot sexually, hot <laughs> to the touch physically, then I, I would say, but right. Tom's receiving gifts. Yeah, oh, The yeah. man loves his gifts. 100%. So that's Tom right there. That's like, right, yeah. I'm just telling you, I could come home with a bag of M&Ms yeah. and he's the happiest person on the face of the earth. <laughs> quality time. I can't read that for squat. What does that say? Uh, quality time, un interrupted and focused conversation one-on-one time is important that might be me yeah okay i'm big on that like i want yeah yeah it says create special moments take walks and do small things with your partner and then things to avoid distractions when spending time together long time without one-on-one time that's me, but I don't get any of that because our schedule is pretty crazy. But that's me. But when we yeah. get it, best thing since sliced bread. Yeah. Okay. Acts of service. Let me move to that one because Galena and Talia might be right. Let them. Who's so? If you're a quality time, let us know. Acts of service. Let them know you are wanting to help to lighten their load. Make them breakfast or dinner. Go out of your way to help them with chores. Uh, that's not me. Locking follow. Lacking, lacking mm-hmm. follow through on small and large tasks. Yeah, acts of service aren't me. Okay. Quality I time. could give a rip. Like, I don't care if somebody helps me, they don't help me. I like actually, because I'm a control freak, I actually love doing it all by myself. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Tom and I have a rule. If he helps me with something like that, like a project that I need to get done, if he helps me with it, he's like, you're going to be in charge of it because you know how you want it done. And you just tell me what you want me to do, and I'll do it that way. And I do it the same way with him. Like, if he needs a project done, I just know he's in charge of that project because he has in his mind how he wants it done. But I'm going to tell you, quality time is probably my thing. Which one's yours, Tal? Um, yeah, that makes sense for me. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Vanessa. Words of affirmation. Really? Quality time. Quality time, yes. Words of affirmation, that surprises me. Really? I know it. I'm shocked by that, to be honest with you. You're such an independent person for so many. Not when it comes to Jeff. Really? I want all the love. All the love notes. 
Really? He gives a listen. If you're ever on Facebook or Instagram, and you see anything about Jeff to Vanessa, just make sure you have your airbag, which comes in a plane, or your trash can right next to you, because he's full of them, full of affirmation. I only thought he did that because he wanted to get some that night. Apparently, he does it because Vanessa needs it. It's twofold. <laughs> he even puts in the um, he even puts in the little comments. Wink, wink. Yes, he does. So, no okay, Trace, what's yours? Access service is um, above all, and barely anything else do I care about. That's very I, interesting. Like I would have never guessed charts, that. Access service. I when somebody like does something to help me, like I just like, oh, that's so nice. I like words of affirmation, but I'm like, ah. And then physical touch, I'm like, ah. Like you, yeah. Everybody needs physical touch, but not off the charts. Receiving gifts, I'm like, ah. And quality time, I'm like, ah. But access service. Really? Yeah. I'm surprised by that. Like, because you're so independent too. Like. For me, I would think that you don't really. But I'm not a control freak. So if you do the dishes for me, I don't even care if you do them wrong. If I come home and don't have to do them, I'm like, that's so nice. Like, not I me, feel man. loved. Not me. You don't do those dishes right. Don't touch them. <laughs> You're hearing from it. But Norma's the same way. Yeah. Like, Norma, yeah. like, when she was that. in charge of certain things, she's like, do not touch it. That is mm-hmm. all wrong. And I'm like, it's actually right. <laughs> But not to her. Not to her. And not to me. Yeah, see, I don't care. Just get it done. If I didn't have to look at it, I'm fine. No, I'm not. Uh, acts of service would drive me crazy Very because good. I have to have it a specific mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. A specific way. I would say words of affirmation only because every now and I mean, but not really. But, but maybe it is only because Tom, every time I come out of the room, if he says something, I'm like, oh, okay, I appreciate that. Now that I'm. Now that I, I just weighed myself, people, I've been off the scale for over a year. I've not looked at the scale for over a year. But Magalis has challenged me, so I got on the scale. Because, you know, you have to take before and afters per Tracy. And then you have to know your weight. So that yeah. how that man has loved me. <laughs> I even said that to him. I'm like, man, there's a lot to love right now. <laughs> I'm at pregnancy weight. It's not good. I was pregnant at the weight that I'm at right now. It's a shame. So when when I I literally think back to him when he I come out of the room and he's like, oh, you look you look great or other things. And I'm like, now I'm thinking, what does he need glasses? Oh, my gosh. What people there's a there's a there's a better me coming your way. (laughs) Well, it better be because Magalis is going to like. It's true. Yeah. Next question. We can take that little thing down. Okay. We're done with love languages, people. My love language apparently is quality time. Okay. With a, I major in quality time and I minor in words of affirmation. There you go. So, which I really don't care about words of affirmation very much. But but every now and then. I mean, well, I get it every day, though. Yeah. And maybe Pretty that's much why. every day. Yeah. Because your cup's not empty. My cup's not empty. Right. Maybe that's why. Yeah, if it I don't was, need... if you weren't hearing it every day. It would be tough. Yeah. Men, that's what I would say to men. Like, if, like for men, I mean, some women don't really need it. I'm not a really, I'm not a very fluff, fluffy, feely yeah. girl. But men, women love to hear that stuff, though. Right. I will tell you. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're 30 pounds overweight. <laughs> 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 
You're not wrong. Hey, we have uh, two guys watching, Will and Sean, and they're both physical touch. <gasps> no way. Yep. Um, Will said gifts too, and Sean just said physical touch. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what I've seen across Men the board. Men are physical touch. It's very high on their test. Really? Their number. But, but and Will is, I know Will. Uh, is that the Will that yeah, I know? Yeah, yeah. And he's gifts. That's shocking to me. Physical touch and gifts is what he said. He's like Tom. Yep. But they're very different. Yeah. People. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Way to go, Will. That's interesting. So his wife, who I know too, you better get on that girl. Mm-hmm. He needs that. So I'm glad I never read those books. <laughs> and whoever asked that question. Is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> just wasted about 20 minutes you be you. <laughs> I would say that to them uh, <clears throat> these next two questions are very um, for the record the fly is gone from Wednesday <laughs> the fly is gone I'm in a much better mood because the fly is gone clearly clearly <laughs> But these next two questions are very similar. So I put them together, which is funny because they were like, boom, boom, right after, right together. So people, are, great minds people are thinking alike. Two different people that wrote it. Wondering if, the, is a jet going off over there? Oh. oh, no, don't worry about it. I was just like, what is that? Wondering if the New Living Translation of the Bible is a good translation. Oh, my gosh. New Living Translation. So, so good. And I don't know if you can get this, but my mom got uh, Revival Today's a Bible. It's a New Living Translation. And my mom, I grew up, uh, my mom had a green one. They're really old-fashioned. Uh, I mean, it's really not old-fashioned. It's a really, the style is very, very old. It's a hardcover green New Living Translation Bible. I grew up, um, us reading it. Your your children can actually read a New Living Translation Bible. And it's so good. Like, it's better than the NIV. I've never seen a very good um, New Living Translation study Bible, though. And I'm sure they're out there, but I've never seen a, a really good one. But I will tell you, phenomenal, phenomenal uh, Bible. Um, and um, I can tell you again um, that my mom, can you buy, can you look up and see if Revival Today, you can buy their Bible? My mom got it as a gift. So um, it's leather bound. She says it's beautiful. Um, but I don't, Tracy's looking that up. I don't know if you can buy it. I, you might have to give a, my, my mom didn't do that. She's, she didn't give, um, I don't know. You might have to give a big offering or something like that, a certain amount to get the Bible. Cause sometimes that's how they do those Bibles. You don't see it on the store. Okay. Um, I would love to tell you. Um, of a good New Living Translation Bible to to get. I don't know of any. I can maybe do some research for you, but um, phenomenal. That's the way to go. Um, I would also tell you um, chronological Bibles, phenomenal too. Because um, you're going to look at it, you're going to be shocked at how much the Bible is out of order. It's crazy how much it's out of order, but it's irrelevant because if it, it flows. So, but
but it's fun to, a chronological bible is fun to read just so you can see the timeline of everything so um next question is i'm looking for a new bible i love the nov study bible from foundation but it's time for a change so what this person is is they go to the church they we give away these niv bibles they're this thick they're a great study bible they're zondervan um and it's a really good starter bible because a lot of times people are very very intimidated to read new king james or king james uh king james these vows you know all that stuff um it's it's very or uh, you know untoos and stuff like that it's very like they they already feel intimidated t intimidated to read the bible because they don't feel like they're going to understand it so NIV, niv is actually really good really good until they went woke they do there are scripture verses that are missing in an niv there are words that are changed and changed the actual meaning of the verse that is true too um, but if you're studying the bottom portion um, of the scripture, then outside of the ones that are missing, um, the scripture verses that are changed slightly, you'll actually, um, in those NIVs, you'll see where it actually will say, this is what the verse actually said, this is what it meant, and, and, and it kind of explains it. So in some cases, you're, you can get away with it with NIV, um, depending on... Uh, the NIV that you choose from but so let me finish this it says uh, it this person has our NIV and but they want to change it up which you should everybody should be I have I don't know how many Bibles I have and I have a lot of Bibles out when I'm reading or in studying um, and the reason is is because um, different study Bibles will give you different information that one doesn't have um, They'll give you different Greek words that you won't have. Like I just, I just uh, was blessed when I went to um, Pittsburgh um, with uh, Pastor Rodney's Stewardship Bible, and it is the Amplified. Amplified Bibles are unbelievable because they they break things down in a way just in the Scripture verse in ways that you, I mean, it's just it's just great. Amplifieds are one of the best Bibles out there. But I got a stewardship Bible, and I wanted it so bad um, because it highlights the stewardship verses. And um, so that's that's what's special about that one, and it, and it um, enlightens you to promises in that regard. Whereas my Perry Stone enlightens me on the Middle Eastern Jewish lifestyle, understanding what was going on in that time frame so that you understand and, and apply, like, um, traditions, um, culture, things like that. Because we, we can't even, even, I mean, if you go over to Israel right now, even the, their culture has changed from even when Jesus was walking this earth. So if you understand the culture and what the signs of the times and things that were going on in, the, in those periods, then you the Bible comes to life for you in a whole different way. Like you, you just see it as like if you're watching a play play out in front of you um, while Jesus walked this earth. It comes to life. That's what I mean. 
So let's go finish this up. I'm looking for a new Bible. I love the NIV study Bible from Foundation, but it's time for a change. I found a New King James Version presented in chronological order. Again, chronological is the best. You, you can't beat it. Any thoughts as to whether this would be helpful to study or should I just stick with the original? Never, ever, ever stick with the original. Always, always be wanting to grow. You know, I think, I don't even know how many Bibles my mom, I probably do this because I saw my mom doing it all my life. But my mom, when she studies, she has so many different Bibles out herself. Um, she, uh, I grew up with my dad, when he would study, he would have the commentaries, Matthew Henry out. He'd have Josephus out. Like they didn't, they didn't just read the word. I mean, like they were digging deep and studying. That's, uh, like my dad was majorly a major study of revelation. Like when he taught, he always taught on revelation. He under, like he studied out Isaiah, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, Daniel, and then he applied all of that information to what Revelation said. And all of those commentaries help you, along with other study Bibles and study guides. There's also Bible encyclopedias. I mean, it's crazy how far you can go. And we have them in my house. Some of them I inherited from my mom when my dad passed away. Other, others of them my dad gave to Tom when he stepped into the ministry. And then others we purchased ourselves. I'm just telling you, you can never go deep enough when you're studying. You can never, there's no far, no place too far. And you can never have enough really good Bibles to break down the scriptures for you. But you have to make sure that those scriptures and who you're getting it from is sound. A lot of people... Um, write these Bibles, a lot of ministers will write these Bibles, but they're based on their understanding of what they believe the scripture is saying. And that's very, very dangerous, especially, and no offense to, to people that are Calvinists, but the Calvinist um, mindset is, is not correct. John Calvin burned people at the stake. Okay, because they believed in that they did not believe in eternal security. And in no scripture and in no place is there actually a strong word that says eternal security is there. If you go and you get a Calvinist Bible, it will teach you eternal security. So you have to be very, very careful about the different Bibles. There, like I said, some of these NIVs have gone woke. And now they're they're no they're genderless. Like there is no gender. So you gotta be really careful about the Bible that you pick out, but you can't have enough Bibles that are that are truly sound and have um, a good foundation. Does that make sense? Do you have you're you're looking up something over there? I can see you like. Were you looking for a New Living Translation that was good? No. So what were you doing over there? Um, checking all your numbers and then also <laughs> checking the coloring. <laughs> How's my color? It looks amazing. Thank you, Darren. I thought she was actually doing something really important over there for you guys. No. But apparently not. Not being helpful at all. She's doing absolutely, positively nothing over there. I'm being a producer. Oh, you're a great producer. I'm going to give you that. <laughs> Thank I'm you. I'm going to give you that. So listen, I'm going to skip the next question and bring it into next week because it's a very, very good question, and I do not want to rush through it. But if you're watching... 
whoever has this question, know it's coming on Wednesday, it says. But I'm not going to talk about it right now. But just so you know, tune in on Wednesday. If you wrote, so many times I speak to people who don't know Jesus, but know of Jesus. They believe there is a God in heaven, but don't understand true salvation. They usually say something like, oh, yes, I know where I'm going, heaven, because I am such a good person with a big heart. I just had this conversation about two months ago with somebody. It's funny. They're, they're going to heaven because they're a good person. And I was just the girl to tell them, no, you're not, which is not the easiest thing to do when you like the person, but it must be said. And then it says, can you please dive into this and explain why just being a good person isn't getting us into heaven? So I got lots of scriptures for you. So you be ready on Wednesday to write them down because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you locked and loaded the next time you meet somebody who says they're going to heaven because they're a good person because they're not all right but here's the last question and then i'm going to go into the thing about vanessa's husband okay and then we're going to do salvation so um this next question and you know but i'll just say it and then i'll i'll just read the question and then i'll tell you what i was going to say it says what do i do when my spouse and i'm gonna i'm not gonna just answer this by myself because truthfully i I don't even know about this. My heart, I was very sad when I, I read this. What do I do when my spouse keeps re referencing to when they were single? Sincerely, frustrated and confused. I think that that is the saddest thing. Mm -hmm. To be married to somebody who constantly refers to being, to things when they were single. From, first of all, I think your spouse is very disrespectful and on top of that just is so selfish mm -hmm. so selfish to to be like that and 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 doesn't even care about how hurtful that is it's so hurtful that and the thing is is i i do know i don't know how i know this but i i do i can't remember exactly how i knew this but this is a guy who wrote this question do you Tracy you're saying yes you remember do you know who it is though mm -mm. you don't know but you remember somehow that person referenced that they were a guy right yeah. I don't remember how I don't know who it is um I don't I just get the questions I don't really right. like sh Tracy gets everything so like for a man like this woman when a man does it to a woman it's bad it really is mm -hmm. But we're not ego-driven. Like men, not that you guys are frail. I don't mean it like that. You're not frail people. But your ego is is frail. And it's like I say to people all the time. I was just, me and, me and Heather, um, this morning, I was talking to her. And, like, there are different times in different situations and scenarios. Uh, how we respond to people we can totally ruin their spirit. I mean, you can totally like tear them down, they crush their spirit. And for me, this is like, for a guy, I feel, I feel so bad that your wife is doing that to you. Um, 
I don't know why she's doing it to you. You could be a person that has victim mentality. So part of this problem is something that you've cultivated and created um, because you maybe are thoughtless and careless with the words that you say. So she feels like life was better when she was single. Okay. I don't know. I wish I knew more of the situation because just giving me a sentence um, doesn't really give me a full explanation or understanding of how you got to this place. It's going to be one of two ways. And then I'm going to have the girls in here uh, kind of give their two cents or whatever. But not that you asked for that. You asked for mine. But listen, you get a team when you get me. And sometimes the team speaks. And apparently today is more so than not because the five love languages did me in. I did not even understand how it worked. Thank God somebody intervened, like Talia, questioning it. Talia, you're very smart for 16. Yeah, yes. you're welcome. And homeschooled. So, because everybody thinks homeschooled kids are stupid. But, um, so here's the thing. I would seriously evaluate uh, what got you guys to this place. If you're newly married... Um, there might be regret in getting married or they're just transitioning into to um, coming to the thought of not being single anymore. I know that when Tom and I got married, he said that our first year, our, our, every year has been super easy. He'll tell you, first year, piece of cake. Everything was super easy. But he will tell you, like, the first year we were married, um, the first several months, because he, had, he was 20, he's 28, um, uh, that's older for a guy to get married to a certain extent. So there was um, a period of time, like, he felt kind of suffocated. Not that I was suffocating him. He's like, it's not like you were suffocating me because you not you weren't hounding me or bothering me. It was more or less that um, I wasn't alone in the house anymore. Like there was never a time where it was just me by myself. So there's a transition period, right, when you first get married. So if you're newly married, it might be something that's not even personal to you. It would be maybe just getting used to being married. And all they really know and remember is being single now if you've been married for a while and this is still going on then you have a deeper issue here because out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks there's a desire for singleness in my opinion I could be completely wrong but why does this person desire or refer back to being single and look at on it so fondly why would that be I would seriously look at what part do you play in that and if you can honestly say, I mean, I own 30% of it, but 70% of it, I don't even understand or know why, then this is her issue and you're going to have to try and figure out what part you can help her walk, walk, work through. You might be, need to pray it through with her, but there's a deeper issue with her that needs to be resolved and found out. And uh, you might not be able to do anything else. Uh, you know, it's spiritual warfare at that point. If there's nothing you can do to help, you know, walk her through it, you might just have to be on the sidelines praying it through and um, not letting the enemy put any seeds of anger, bitterness, and animosity towards her from your side because of being hurt by the things that she say. says. Words matter. They plant seeds, and uh, you can either let them, 
you know, root themselves in you or say they're going to fall on the shallow ground and they will not take root. Um, girls, what do you think? <clears throat> or am I the only one no. that's the psychologist right now? No, you did great. I was going to say you can't really change somebody else's behavior. So you kind of like you're really good about self-reflecting back. Like, what are you doing? And since we don't have all the information, are you still dating her? Are you still? No, it sounds like he said my spouse. So yeah, it means right, but like, is he like, is he? Oh, going, you mean do you take her like, out on dates? You go do fun do things, still, because that's when you're single. Like, you go on dates and you go have fun with your friends. And good point. Like, are you doing things like that? Good um, point. And you called out the victim mentality. Sometimes that's an issue. You're making up things in your head. That or you make more of it than or it might not even be made up in your head. You're making more of it than what it really is, though. Yes, that. So that was good. Self-reflect first and then prayer. Vanessa, you got two cents? It sounds like there needs to be a conversation to be had and then maybe taking that quiz and learning each other's love language. Oh, dear God. Uh, love language. But really, like if she yeah. feels like she like loves getting a gift every once in a while and it just wants a flower. And he doesn't know that. He doesn't even know. He doesn't know it. He might be able to fix it. Yeah. Because it sounds like you care. He Seriously, says, it sounds like if you're writing this question in, yeah. You care about her. You care about this relationship. Whether you failed in some way or not, you obviously want to keep your marriage intact. But And you said you're frustrated and confused, but you didn't say you're down and you're out. Right. <laughs> That's right. huge. Right. Exactly. <laughs> That's huge. Yeah. You know? So, I don't know. I, I, say, uh, I say that you got some fight in you, apparently. So, go for it. Figure it out. I want to know. If you figure it out, write us back. Like, and I, I, I personally, just so you know, and I'm not kidding with you, I'm personally going to pray for you and your wife. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand with you that you figure this out and that from, from the moment that you, f you find out what the root of it is, that you guys flourish, you grow, and what Satan came to kill, steal, and destroy, it, you know, God gives life. And he gives it more abundant that you guys are better than you ever were before, you know, while you were dating or when you first got married from the best that you remember, you're better than that. Mm -hmm. He takes you higher because that's what he does every Amen. single time. Amen. You know, he takes you higher. So, uh, but know that I will be praying that that's the case and I'll be standing with you. So let us know when, when you rock it and you smash Satan's face in yeah. with, uh, getting everything back on track, let us know because that's, what's going to happen. So let me tell you about Vanessa. Let me see what I got. Oh, dear. I'm over two minutes. I got to still tell you this story, giving story. So uh, Jeff and Vanessa, they have an unbelievable, like, story about uh, finances, about stewardship, about where they were when they first started. Where, where were you when you first, how, how much money did you guys make when you first got married? Like, Jeff made $72 a week. When you first got married. First In New York City. got married, yeah. 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 Okay. How many, how many, how many years have you been married? 15. 15 years. Okay. Now, Jeff, her husband, he has a wild past. Okay. But that man doesn't know the word quit, and he doesn't know the word no. He doesn't. And if he hears the no, it's always, that's a maybe. He doesn't. Like, he is probably my identical twin as far as he's way nicer, he's way funny, uh, 
and he's always the same. Like, like he doesn't have a bad day. That's where we're very different. But he's a salesman, so yeah. So we're very. He and I are very similar. He's just the nicer of the two. But so um, he's very goal oriented, and he's been in ministry. He's pastored. He's done the whole thing. Well. He decided um, when they first started coming to our church, um, they just, he decided that he was going to not necessarily step down in ministry because he does a lot of ministry at our church and things like that, but he was going to go maybe in a different direction. So he went and he became a financial advisor. And man, when he did it, I mean, if you, if you know anything about becoming a financial advisor, that's a lot of grinding. You got to work. Like nothing comes to you. I mean, it's, it's like hard work a lot of study and he's at the top of his game like he, if he like if it's out there and it's new the man knows about it period so financially speaking they're at, they're at the top of their game they went from nothing to like mm, watch out but they've always been givers no matter what and they've always been not only gave but they gave above so it's tithe and offering I'm telling you if you don't pay tithe you're nuts but then on top of that, if you don't give an offering, you're just missing out. Like, I, I wish there's so many stories. I, I wish I could. It's just crazy. But people will hang on to what they want to hang on to and do without. You're, you can give it all away, release it, and let God pour out. That's just the way it is. So I will tell you the story. So Jeff is, um, Jeff is her husband's our financial advisor. So when my husband retired... He had an option. He had an option to stay for 30. I was just thinking about this a couple of days ago. He had an option to take, to stay on for 30 years. And in the last five years, so you retire at 25, you do what's called the drop. And at, at, for the additional five, you basically make twice. So you make your, your, you know, your every two weeks pay. And then they're putting away another two weeks pay. So you're like, you're making money hand over fist, right? Because they want you to stay in the system. And so, uh, Tom was like, uh-uh, I'm done. I'm leaving. I'm going to pull all of my money out. I'm going to give it to Jeff and uh, let Jeff handle my retirement for me. So that's what we did. But we knew when we walked away from that, we lost. We didn't lose, but we walked away from potentially making a lot of money. So Jeff puts us in a really good sound um, financial position. Uh and, um, well, whatever he put it, it in was very sound. And so then a year later, he calls us up, not even a year later, and he said, hey, listen, I, and I'm telling you, the man's top on his game. He's always, he always knows what's out there. He's always, and he's very safe. Like, he's very conservative. But he's, he's good. So he calls my husband up and he goes, hey, listen, there's this new program out there that has a sign-on bonus. And if you put your money in this and this sign-on bonus, then you will make X amount of dollars. And Tom is like, okay, give me the details and everything. So we did it. And I'm just telling you right now, this is not a lie. Tom made, by signing his name, and this is where you let God be God. And this is why you pay your tithes and your offerings. It's crazy. People are, they'll never believe it. What Tom would have made in five years working in the drop, he made by signing his name 
on a line. Amen. It's a lot of money. It's awesome. It's because you 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 never go and be unequally yoked with anyone in business. Never. Mm-hmm. Never go in business ever with somebody that's not a believer. If they have the favor of God and if they are paying their tithes and offerings, what they did, which they do, they will be blessed and highly favored, just like you. And then you put both of you together, watch out. So I just tell you, people say it can't happen. I can't, t- I can't tell you how many times Tom and I have seen things and you just sit there and go. It, people have told me, I can't tell you, that's not going to happen. That's not how this, ta- this works. It never goes that way. And I go, that's, that's because that doesn't happen for you. That's because that never goes that way for you. That's you. Mm-hmm. That's not me. Mm-hmm. That's not my God. Yep. I, I speak life and I speak prophetically uh, the things that the words of the Bible say. Yep. You know, if the word says it, I say it. If it doesn't say it, I don't say it. Life and death, power of the tongue. And I choose to eat the fruit of life. And I'm telling you right now, every single time, I would say God blows my mind. But he doesn't blow my mind. It's what I expect because it's what his word says. If it's a promise, it's a promise. You too can stand on it. Never, ever, ever go without. Not when you don't have to. It says he has a cattle on a thousand hills, right? Isn't that how it goes? He has a thousand cattle. Is a thousand? No, it's a cattle on a thousand hills. That's how it is. Hold on. See, I, it's so funny. I quote scripture like that until I... I think you're right. Thousand Hills. Yeah. It's a cattle on a thousand hills. Yeah. Thank God. No. Psalm 50.10. And the cattle on a thousand hills. Yeah. If he has that, there ain't no stopping us. I listen. I pray this all the time for people when I, when I pray over them, especially if I ever get done... Um, when I minister or whatever, when I pray, I always pray this, and I do it on purpose. I pray that everything that we put our hands to, and I pray this over myself, so I pray this over the people that I'm praying with, that everything that we put our hands to will prosper, because that's what the Word says. Everything that you put your hand to will prosper, so I pray that for everyone that we're, I'm with, and that we are highly favored, that everything that we do and where we go, we will be favored of the Lord. And that's true. I'm telling you, everywhere I go, I, I receive favor almost every single time. And everything that I put my hand to prospers. Why? Life and death is held in the tongue. And those who eat its fruit. So uh, change your heart, change your mind if that's not how you believe. Go through life with expectation, expectations. And if you don't have a good financial advisor, Jeff Tomas is a great one. <laughs> I'll do a plug. <laughs> I'm just telling you, you cannot go wrong with Jeff Tomas. If you getting, need a good financial advisor. We're getting a request. So if they have. Um, oh, you they, people want to know who it yeah. is? So, Jeff Tomas. Yeah. And if they need more information, they can email us. Hey. Oh, really? Yeah. Can you throw his information up on the thing? Uh, Ideal Retirement Solutions. Is the name of his company. Or his, he's his own. He's the CEO and owner. He's the president. El Presidente. Yeah, Ideal Retirement Solutions. And, um, yeah, I'll, I'll give props to that all day long because you can't find a good Christian one at that. And like, It's your money. It's your retirement. And that's a scary thing, trusting somebody with your retirement. That's not going to 
make a mess of it. So um, with that being said, I told Tom that I would get his food and I'd be done at four. Oh. Four ten. God bless. He's he he's expecting he it. Knows. He knows. He knows. He knows. He knows how I am. You people know who, how I am. So um, let's pray. Let's stand. Uh, let's. If you don't know the Lord, and you want to know Him, listen. You can. The covenant of giving works whether or not you're saved or not, because it's a covenant. I, I promise you. I know people who are not saved that actually give tithe and offering, and they're killing it. They are because God's promises are true. He didn't say you had to be saved in order to reap, uh, you know, reap from the covenant of giving. So, um, but it's far better that you gave and go to heaven than you gave and made, you know, got got your uh, um, seven times back. That's what the word says. Whatever you, well, actually, it's a hundredfold back. But I'm just saying, what's the seven times? I don't remember, but I will say that the the word is true. Whatever you give in this lifetime, it says you'll get a hundredfold in return. A hundredfold is far more than a hundred times. Check out Jerry Savelle's. I was just telling B about this. Check out Jerry Savelle's teaching on a hundredfold return. So good. If you don't give after you watch that, you have no brain cells in your head. That's all I'm going to say to you. But, um, but here's the thing. It's great to have money, but if you're not going to heaven, who really cares? It, it's it's really irrelevant. So what I would love for you to do today, if you haven't, is one, either get your life back right with Christ if you've walked away. I've been there. I've done that. And life is sweet when you come back. Or if you've never been saved, today's your day. And after you say this prayer with me, please, I beg of you, let us know. Because we're going to stand in the gap. We're going to pray alongside of you and keep you, um, hopefully, if you need it, um, help you find a church, uh, help you get a good Bible, um, help you get somewhere so you can be discipled. Whatever the case may be, help you get so, to the place of where we're very, very strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So say this prayer with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you right now. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I ask you to be the Lord of my life. I thank you that you died on the cross. And when I grow old, I will reign with you in heaven. I thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. If you said that prayer, again, I see it right there. <laughs> right there. Email us. Let us know. We're going to pray. Stand with you. If you have any questions, you need any help. We're going to help you with that, okay? Love you guys. Have a phenomenal weekend. Rock the house. See you here Wednesday. If you come to Foundation Church as your church, see you Sunday at 10 a.m. Listen, people, I know that we'd start at 10.05. Some of you are walking in at 10.20 because you don't want to hear Jeff give his announcements. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff just so happens to be our guy who does our announcements. Listen. He's got a lot of really great things to say. He does. Get your heinies in here on time. Yeah. All right? Don't be late. Do things in excellence. God deserves your best. See you here on Sunday. But if I don't see you on Sunday, I'll see you here on Wednesday. I love you guys very much. Have a great weekend. Bye. Real talk.